Yeah, it's your boy Ray Ray on the mic. Let's go. Mic check, mic check. Welcome to On the Mic with Ray White, where we share life lessons, encourage self-reflection, and equip you to take action. My name is Ray White, and I am juiced that you're taking time to listen to this episode today. And like I say this all the time, and it's always true, we got another fire interview for you. Yes! Air horns are coming, y'all. I'm telling you, air horns are coming. I'm going to say it, and the air horns are going to drop. Y'all going to love it. <laughs> Jose Vargas comes onto the podcast, and I'm super excited to have his story shared uh, on the podcast today. He is a phenomenal speaker, a relational leadership coach, businessman, husband, father, leader in the community who is always striving to make others better and what i appreciate about this episode is that he walks through just what it's like to have to make a decision when your dreams are crushed uh of something that's out of your control and what are the things that you can do to turn that around to make the most of the opportunity and like he literally had somebody have his heart in their hands like that's just crazy like jose's heart was in somebody's hands literally and that's he gonna talk a little bit more about that on the podcast but it it was great to have his story shared and just how he works to build people up and move them through the challenges the the trials to reach their triumph to reach their goals and success uh, through his coaching and through his work and so i'm excited to have jose share a bit about some of those frameworks and thought processes to help you on your journey in this life you can find jose on all social media platforms i'll make sure to drop his website instagram linkedin and his podcast in the show notes so you can get more of that fuel and fire to help you in your leadership in this life and if you love this podcast if you love what he's dropping on this episode i would love for you to take a screenshot of it tag me and jose in it on whatever social media platform that you love the most and let us know what is something that you enjoyed about it it would be great to have people hear what are some of the things to help inform their leadership and continue to grow together as a community so without further ado let's go ahead and get into this episode titled reaching higher now featuring jose vargas Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the On The Mic Three White podcast. I'm super excited to have a, uh, a strong leader, a engaging speaker, uh, somebody who has a fascinating story, which, which I, like I told off camera, he used to be in the Secret Service, which I, I don't know anybody who was in that space. But uh, regardless of that, just a, a pastor, a leader, a servant, and, and a father and a husband as well. I'm excited to bring to you all Jose Vargas to the, podca- to the podcast. Jose, how are you doing today? Good, Ray. Thank you so much for having me, man. It's such an honor to be here on the mic with Ray. So thank you so much for having me, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, so, you know, Jose and I, we got connected actually in various ways. Uh, one way through the organization that we help are a part of uh, Third Culture People. Um, so we are a part of that group and just with the cultural intelligence and leadership intelligence in that space, but then also uh, via Instagram uh, through uh, a small group called the Victory Squad, which we were just helping promote each other's content and encouraging one another in that space. But um, the joys of COVID and, and, the, and technology and the internet, you can meet people anywhere. <laughs> so I'm excited. That's to right. Meet you, Jose. 
uh, and see just the awesome things that you're putting out there into the world. No, likewise, likewise, right? You know, uh, working together with uh, 3CP, um, that's initially that's where we met, but yeah, no, definitely. And, and seeing the, the stuff that you've been putting out, um, I know last week you uh, had another, an author on your show. So that was a great interview as well. So yeah, man, I, I'm excited to be here. Man, so so, I, I want to start here. I want to start at this point where, you know, you are in college, right? I, I, a lot of the listeners that I'm engaging with or that talking with are at that college age stage or getting kicked off into their career and stepping into the spaces where they're trying to figure out what it is that they want to do in life. What was that? What was the college experience for you? And could you describe that a little bit for the group, for the audience? Yeah, so my path wasn't uh, like the college experience that a lot of college students are experiencing right now. So if you're listening to this and, and you had an opportunity to go to college, uh, maybe your parents sent you to college, maybe you were able to pick the college that you were going to go to. So kudos to you. I didn't have that experience. Um, my experience was a little different. Um, after high school, I had a few things that I wanted to do. I wanted to... Uh, speak. I wanted to write books. I wanted to be in law enforcement and I wanted to start my own business. Those are the things that I wanted to do. Um, and so I proceeded to do just that. And shortly after high school, I took the police test and ranked on, ranked on the list, but didn't make it high enough on the list um, at the, the first shot. So kept moving forward, kept doing my thing, kept working, kept going to school. Uh, to, to college. Uh, but the difference is, and, and, and what I say that it was a different path is because I was like many probably listening, but I was working and paying as I went. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't finish college though. So mm-hmm. I, I paid as I went. Um, I, you know, just as I went, I paid. And when I couldn't pay anymore, I stopped going. But so that was my path. But throughout the process of, of going to school, uh, I realized that this, the, I have this vision for my life. I had a few desires that I wanted to do. Um, and one of them was to be in law enforcement. And I remember, Ray, uh, when I initially took the test, I, like I said, I didn't rank high enough on the list. And then I remember going back and this time I made it on the list and they gave me the letter. They, they sent me the letter in the mail. I was excited. I was pumped up. I'm, I'm getting ready to start one of my dreams to be in law enforcement for the city that I grew up in, Trenton, New Jersey. And I remember when I first went into the academy, we were in a parking lot all ready. I, I had my boots on. I had my gear on. I was ready. They were yelling at us. They were making people do push-ups and sit-ups. And I was like, man, this is awesome. So I was just trying to keep a straight face so that I wouldn't get yelled at. And I remember while I was in the academy, I was doing the jumping jacks in the middle of a push-up. One of the captains come to me and said, recruit Vargas, come with me. He pulled me to the stairway. He says, unfortunately, we're not going to allow you to continue because the doctor would not clear you. They found Wolf Parkinson White syndrome in your heart. And so as you can imagine, I was devastated. It was like literally someone took a needle and bursted my bubble. And I was devastated. I was discouraged. And I went home and and, and I was in disbelief. I I really, you know, I'm a person of faith and and I was praying. I was talking to God and and really couldn't understand why, why this dream, I was right there and yet it was snatched from me. And so 
you know, I could have done two things at that moment. I could have just wallowed in, in, in pity and poor me. And even though I did some of that, <laughs> but, um, but I didn't stay there. Right. I, I got back up and I said, well, if this is not the path for me, well, then I'm going to continue to pursue the other things that I had, that I had in mind, right. Speaking. And I wanted to, to speak and, and, and write and all these sorts of things that I was able to do and still do to this day, because I'm passionate about it. Um, but I didn't allow that to, to, to take me off the path, but I did go through some stages. Mm. And this is the part that I want to talk about because oftentimes we, we glaze over uh, the, the, tr the, the tragedy and we just highlight the triumph, right? And so when I was going through that devastation, that moment of devastation, and if you ever had a dream snatched from your hands, then you know what I'm talking about, that feeling. And I went through three stages and I want to just share them briefly with you. The first one was I was in a stage of denial. You know, when the, they said that I was, I, I don't really have that. I mean, I'm, I'm young, I'm healthy, stuff like this don't happen to me. So I was in a stage of denial and, and I was in that stage for a very long time, for about almost two years of me saying, I really don't have this. Maybe I'll just pray and it'll go away. And, and you know, and then the second stage I was in a stage of contemplation. And not only was I in denial, but I was also contemplating in law enforcement. And what basically is, uh, I had this condition that they call Wolf-Parkinson-White syndrome. What Wolf-Parkinson-White syndrome is, just to simplify it, it's basically your heart is divided in four chambers. And they said that I had an extra vein. Usually that vein is in the middle of the four chambers that pumps electricity from the top to the bottom of your heart or vice versa. I can't remember right now, but... I had an extra vein that they had to go in and burn off if I was ever going to be chasing someone, if I had a, you know, an encounter with someone and I would run the risk of passing out. So anyways, two years of contemplating, two years of wondering, maybe I don't have this, maybe I, maybe I do, maybe I should do this, maybe, I, I don't know. So two years. And then I, and then I went through the third phase, Ray, which is the decision stage. I made a decision and that's when everything changed. I made a decision and I researched during the contemplation stage. I said, you know what? And when I hit the decision stage, I said, you know what? I need to find a doctor. And I, and, and I researched some doctors and I finally went in and got the, the situation resolved. And, and now I'm healthy and whole. But the point is, and, and, and obviously made it into the secret service. But the point is this. If you're listening to me today, you, you're probably in one of those stages. You know, you're going to have disappointments. You're going to have setbacks in life. You're going to have uh, rough moments. Some people have them more than others, right? But the key to this is, is not to be in a stage of denial, but is to go into the, the third stage as quickly as you can and is to make that decision. And so what I do right now, you know, long story short, I graduated president of my class for the United States Secret Service and was able to protect the president and vice president of the United States of America. I mean, a kid from Trenton, New Jersey, um, who along the way had so many different, what I call detours, yeah. but eventually got to the place because I made a decision. And so whatever, whoever's listening, whatever you have in mind, whatever your goal is, whatever your vision for your life is, whatever it is that you want to accomplish, 
It doesn't always, you, you don't always have to go the conventional route, the route that mom and dad says you need to take or the route that society or social media says you need to take. The reality is when your vision is big and, you, and, and, and your reason is strong enough, you're going to go after it. And so if you're stuck today, the best place to start is, and this is what I share, Ray, when I'm leading people or coaching people or training is start with where you are. Start with where you are. A lot of people want to start with, this is what I want to do. I'm going to just start doing it. And then they quit three months from now because they never realized and and took inventory of where they were, right? And this is what I call the lead through method, right? So the first stage in the lead through method, if you want to accomplish meaningful things in life, if you want to go after your, your dreams and you want to go after the things that are in your heart, first locate where you currently are today, right? And when I say, where are you located? I'm talking about where are you emotionally? Where are you spiritually? Where are you mentally? Where are you emotionally? Where are you physically? Where are you financially? Where are you relationally? Answering all these questions. And and yes, this is tough work, right? Because you do have to dig in a little deeper and really be honest with yourself and look at the man or the woman in the mirror and say, all right, where am I really? Where am I really? Am I where I want to be in life? Am I in the career that I want to be in? Am I in the classes that I want to take? And if this is not really what I want to do, this is not the thing that is going to make me happy. This is not the thing that I see for my life. Then you need to change it. The second step I call dissecting it, right? That you're doing that got you to where you are. I realized, so as a kid who grew up in Trent, New Jersey, in a neighborhood where gunshots and drug deals were the norm, I grew up in that type of environment. And let me just say this, that even though, and the reason I I say that, Ray, is because it doesn't matter where you start. It doesn't matter if who didn't help you, who didn't support you. It doesn't matter who was there, who wasn't there. What matters is that you make a decision and that you assess where you currently are. And then you begin to dissect what has led me here, right? So a lot of things in life are not our fault. There are things in life we can't control. There are things in life that we had no control over. But there's certain things in life, and there's a few that you have control over. Mm -hmm. Over. And those are the areas that you start dissecting and saying, okay, what am I doing that's giving me the result that I'm getting in life? And what am I not doing that's not giving me the result? Stop hating on someone else and begin to do what that person is doing if you want to get what that person is getting. So dissecting it is really saying, all right, what, what, what do I have at my disposal? And what, what do I have in my hands right now? And what has gotten me to where I am today? What attitudes? What way of speaking? What way of thinking? Am I in denial? So all these sorts of things that we do, Ray, that really keeps us in the hole. And someone once said that if you find yourself in a hole, stop digging, stop digging, right? So if you find yourself in a hole, that's a great place to be because you have some discovery to do. Okay, what got me here? What got me here? And if I realize two things, number one, I realize the things that if, if, I'm, if I'm at a place that I don't want to be, I, I, I realize very quickly the things that I'm doing that I need to change. Or number two, if I'm at a place where I want to be and I, everything is going good, I realize some, some of the recipes for success, some of the principles that I'm doing that's working. 
You should be proud of yourself. Some things that you're doing is working that it's giving you the success that you're seeing. And some principles are transferable in every area of your life. So continue to do those, right? And, and then you look at these two things and say, all right, what are the areas that I don't want to continue to do, right? What are the actions that I'm doing that I don't want to continue to practice? And what are the things that I need to continue to do, double down on so that I can continue to see the results in my life? So that's the second stage. Yeah. And then the third stage of, there's seven stages, but I'll just give you three. The third stage is the dreaming it stage, what I call the dreaming it stage. And this is the stage where you envision your life. What is it that I want really? Not what do my parents want for me, even though they want great things for me. Not what do my teacher want for me. Not what, you know, what my neighbors want for me. What do I want really? What, what do I want to contribute to this world? What do I want to, how do I want to use my gifts? How do I want to use my talents? You can only know your gifts and your talents and your abilities by what? By going to the first stage, by assessing where you are. Where am I? What are my gifts? What are my talents? What are my abilities? What are the areas that people say I'm strong? And does that make sense? Well, it makes tremendous sense. It makes tremendous yeah. sense. Yeah. So then you can start dreaming uh, and envisioning this life and what is it that you want to do? What is it that you want to accomplish? How do you want to contribute to the world? Ray, I know definitely now that I want to pour into other leaders. You know, I want to help leaders who find themselves, who, who are successful, but find themselves stuck. And we all get stuck in life. Mm -hmm. You know, we all get stuck, whether that's mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, in any area that you might be stuck in, these principles work. And so I'm on a mission literally to help leaders get clear, get unstuck so that they can fulfill their purpose and be more impactful in this world. Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful, man. And, and what I appreciate the fact that the, as you walk through parts, parts of the lead through method and your mission of just impacting and pouring into the future to leaders. So that way they can become better leaders for their organization, for what they want to pursue in life and their goals, their families, things of that nature. It all seemed like it started from a place of your own, <laughs> self-discovery right like those particular holes that you were either uh, you know, placed in or just found yourself in by those circumstances and and what i appreciate is that it wasn't like like you said like you had a moment where you were in denial to work it through that but then started continuing further in the stages to realize i have to make a decision here because i don't want to stay here mm -hmm. um there are other opportunities that you've listed out that you want to reach to but in order for me to take those steps forward in those spaces, I got to move. Like I got to make a decision. Mm -hmm. um, and that, and that's, that's impactful. What, yeah. what were, cause I recognize too, that that's challenging for a lot of folks to want to move. Um, what were some of the challenges that you were, that were holding you off from moving and it, who was in your life at that time that said, you know what, Jose, you could do this or, you can make this effort to, to make a decision and to move forward and not stay in the space. Yeah, no, it, it, right. It's definitely, you nailed it, right? There's definitely a challenge, right? It's definitely um, because it's, it takes work. Any, anytime that, anytime that you're required to change, it takes work. There, people change for two reasons. One, because they have to, right? Yeah. COVID, right? Perfect example. It made us change. It made us, it forced a lot of people to make changes that they were unwilling to make before, right? So, or change when, you, when you're able to, right? And I, I rather choose when I'm able to because I have a little bit more control. And when you, when you are change when you, you're able to, it's challenging, it's hard 
because you're going to confront barriers and you're going to confront obstacles and challenges. But the key to it is to be persistent, right? To be persistent. But there's something that you said um, in that question that I wanted to answer. You said, um, you know, who, who was there? Yeah. Honestly, there were people who, who were there in my life, but there were also friends and people who were close to me who said, maybe that wasn't for you. Maybe you should close that door. You well-meaning, well-intended, no malice in their hearts. They really wanted me to, to, to understand, hey, it's okay. But it didn't help because this is what I wanted. So a lot of times people are not going to see what you see. A lot of times people are not going to understand what you feel truly in the sense that it's not their dream. Okay. So what you have to do is you have to realize, okay, this is the dream that, that God has placed in my heart. This is the vision that I have for my life. So everybody's not going to always understand. There's going to be people who are well-meaning who are going to say, hey, maybe you should take this route. But the reality is, is going back to that first stage. Okay, but where am I? Hey, where am I? Where am I? What, what is it that I want? And so another key element for me getting that breakthrough early on that brought me to stage from stage one to stage three, the decision stage, it's this concept of physically, I had to give my heart to the right doctor, right? I had to give my heart to the right doctor. When I, when I asked around, I asked a few people who, had, who I knew who had heart procedures. Some of them had open heart surgery. And I said, hey, who, who did you go to? And they, well, don't go to this hospital. Don't go to this doctor. They messed up, which, hello, alert, right? Yeah. Gave me some warnings. So a lot of times we need to listen and seek out advice from those around us, right? Even though they might tell us things we don't want to hear. But the reality is being open to feedback. Someone once said that if you push back from feedback, you push back from a better version of yourself. And I believe that is true. You, you, if we push back from feedback, we push back from becoming better. And I remember at that moment, I literally had to give my, I had to choose who I had to give my heart to. My physical heart. Right. Who's going to perform this surgery? You know, and in the process of me looking, I found this doctor and, I, and I, they had good reviews. And finally, I made my decision. And I was perfectly fine afterwards. But there's in a realm, in the spiritual realm, who do we give our hearts to as, as, as people? We give our heart to bitterness. Do we give our heart to doubt? Do we give our heart to, to low self-esteem and, and, and to all these sorts of, of things, comparison, right? And if you give your heart to the wrong person, your heart is going to be shattered. Your heart is going to be messy. Your heart is going to just continue to, to, to be hurt, right? Mm -hmm. But if you give your heart to the right people and just, hey, if this dream didn't work out or if you find yourself stuck, you know what? I'm going to seek counsel. I'm going to seek advice, but I'm going to continue to, to purify my heart. I'm going to continue to give my heart to the, you know, just to the right people, so to speak. I'm yeah. not going to let bitterness come in. I'm not going to let doubt come in. And part of that is coming out of that. Part of that is helping you make that decision, right? And not allowing the setback to hold you back. Yeah. but allowing it to propel you forward with, with more experience, basically. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, it does make sense. That makes sense. I, I, I'm definitely stuck on the fact of the, the physicalness of you giving your heart to someone. Yeah. <laughs> Not many people have that experience or have that type of like contemplative decision-making of, yo, like my life is really going to be on the, in the hands of someone else. 
And I got to, how do I process that and work through giving that up? And then I love the connection to, you know, the spiritual realm and, 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 our yeah. spirit and the way that we engage and connect with various things. Because um, yeah. realistically, it's, I mean, it, it's the same in, in from same. a conceptual perspective, obviously two different routes of how it goes out, but it's conceptually, it's, it's very similar. <laughs> The, the impact, I love what you said. I love that question and statement because people might say, well, I'm not, it's not my physical heart. Your emotional heart is, I, I think it's equally important. Like mm -hmm. you said, you know, be, and let me just share a story with you. When I was in the sixth grade, I had my first trip, right? To rock, to do rock climbing, wall climbing indoors. Mm -hmm. I was excited like any sixth grade boy would be. I was excited to go rock climbing for the first time. And I remember as I went there and I was, they strapped me up, they put this harness on me and I started climbing up. I remember my focus was, was, you know, upward and just making sure that my foot was in the right place. I was excited. I was climbing up. And as I got up, right, something happened when I made it all the way up, you know what happened? I looked down when I looked down, all of a sudden this wave of fear started just crippling me. <laughs> and and th these the this feeling of, of fear and doubt and what if I fall and I still remember it what if I fall what if what if I get hurt what if this this rope breaks you know <laughs> how am I gonna get back down and I was stuck on top of that wall I was stuck and the longer I stayed stuck the more the crowd got at the bottom everybody come down you know you're gonna be all right come down and the more embarrassed I got right. But here's what happened. I didn't stay up there. Here's what happened, Ray. This big man with a long beard, I remember him with a long beard. He just started climbing up. And as he started climbing up, he got to the top. He didn't judge me. He didn't criticize me. He didn't shame me. He said, it's going to be all right, kid. We're going to get down together. And we got down together. We got down safely from that wall. I was able to get unstuck because someone helped me. And the reality is, that just like in the natural with my physical heart going to the right hospital, to the right doctor, you know, we have to be very careful who we give our heart to, what's in our heart, to all, our dreams, our desires, our goals, our ambitions, our, our, our love, right? All these different attributes of who we are is in our hearts, right? And sometimes we give it to the wrong person who crushes it, who shames us. Some, sometimes we give it to the wrong person who puts us down and say, hey, you're never going to achieve that dream. You didn't go to college. What? You're never going to achieve that dream. But the reality is you need to guard your heart. You need to be careful who you give your heart to. So, yeah, that I, I don't want to I don't want to uh, over, overdo my stay here. But, yeah, that's that's basically the message here. Oh, my goodness. So, I, OK, I'm hyped right now. I'm hyped in a lot of ways. <laughs> you definitely you're giving a lot of nuggets and pieces for people to conceptualize on how to approach you know, a problem, a challenge, get unstuck, work to certain things. And it's, it's needed because we all face challenges in life. And a lot of times we find ourselves stuck, but not really know how to get out of that and not really know how to progress through that and, and what we should be thinking through and working through in those stages. And something that I really want, I would love for you to touch on is obviously your decision to be that guide to, to decide to say, you know what, uh, I don't want to just go through my life and just, you know, carve my path that I've already created as, as a, you know, in law enforcement and working through these stages, but I wanted to be able to reach back and help other people navigate through those things. 
What was that decision like? Like, when, when did you make that decision and say, you know what, I want to turn right around and help others with this and, and talk a little bit about what that process was for you? Yeah, I think it was a, a progressive process, meaning, you know, I remember when I was 17 years old, I published my first book. And, and I remember the feeling that I got uh, being able to share a story. It wasn't a good book. Honestly, it was a crappy book. Don't buy the first book. But the point is, I got it done. The point is, I got to share a story. And, and it got me hooked. It got me hooked because I started speaking at a very early age. I started leading at a very early age. And I started writing at a very early age. And so it got me hooked on empowering people and being able to connect with people deeply and being able to help them and, 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 and not only help them at their level, but allowing my experiences. You know, it's one thing to teach from a book, but it's another thing to teach from your life. And I think when you teach from your life, people are, people are, are, are touched. People are impacted deeply because you connect with them as another human being, as a fellow on this, this journey called life, yeah. you know? So, so, I, you know, I, I got hooked at a very early age and, and I, and I realized if I go through negative experiences, which I've gone through a lot of negative experiences, but I've also been blessed. I've gone through so many positive things and I'm, I'm living my dream life. I really am. Am, am I, am I done dreaming? Absolutely not. I mean, I have more goals, you know, things that we want to buy, things that we want to do, things, people that we want to continue to impact the person. I want to become a better leader right yeah. now. I'm being challenged as a father, right? I'm, I'm a father of a toddler. So you, in life, you don't get, you don't get to go through things twice, right? You go through them once. So you're learning and growing as you're going, right? Learning. That's good. You're learning and growing as you're going. That is good. Um, <laughs> but but as you're learning and growing as you're going you have to pause and say do i want what i'm learning to stop with me mm. or, or or to be wasted right wasted quote unquote wasted nothing is ever wasted but do i want it to stop with me or do i want to transfer this lesson to someone else mm -hmm. and i think we need to be selfless enough to say i want to transfer this to someone else because I don't want them to either go through the negative experience that I went through or maybe what I went through will be able to help them propel them even to a deeper or higher level so yeah I, I'm, I'm definitely hooked on developing people man and, and empowering people encouraging people I love it I love it I love it and 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 the fact that this this progressive journey that you've been on it wasn't like a obviously coming out of your own shared experiences and you're, you're packaging those lessons to be able to then turn around to help other people who are in that same state um, and navigate and grow out of that. And that's necessary. Like, I, I feel like, you know, as what I'm learning quite a bit uh, talking with you right now is, you know, our experiences are our greatest teachers, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and if we continue to pull from those lessons or pull from those experiences, we'll be able to understand who we are and, and, and help paint that picture to the vision that where we want to go. Um, and the fact that you are then, like, again, you're not doing that just for yourself. You're turning around and sharing that with other folks is phenomenal. And so, you know, you, you've been dropping a lot of gems and, 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 and a lot of frameworks for people to grasp on. 
because this is this is your business like this you one of your four things that you wanted to do you talked about being out there you've been speaking <laughs> you've done law enforcement in various ways and now and then you're also running a business uh tell us a little bit about what that business looks like for you and and who are you engaging how are you impacting them yeah so um so i started the the jose vargas show just to get um more of that message out there right to try to really share my story, empower people, um, and, and build a community of leaders, like-minded leaders who, who understand that you have one life, who understand that you, your life can either be a positive influence or a negative one, because you're going to be an influence, right? And so, um, yeah, I started a, a business, a leadership development and relational intelligence coaching business. And it's basically, I do three things. I, I speak, I coach, and I train. And so, and the topic is what we're talking about, you know, leadership development, relational intelligence, uh, perseverance, and, and everything that we've discussed. Uh, but yeah, so it, it's been quite a journey. You know, running a business is definitely not easy. It's still a learning process for me. I'm still learning and growing and, and tweaking and adapting. And again, and anytime that I still get stuck in the business aspects of things, um, because I'm new to business, I, I just been I've been in business now for two years. Okay. Um, so the 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 concept that I'm teaching, I still apply it in my life. You know, the concept of okay, where am I? You know, this happens probably week weekly. My wife is, is looking at me like you're doing it again, right? <laughs> you know, where am I? Where am I in the business? Where's the business? Okay. And, and not only that, but what has led me here, right? What are the, what, what have I done that has given me the success that I have had up to this point, right? Or what, it, or, or what have I done that is not giving me the results that I want, right? So just continuing to tweak, continuing to dissect, continuing to get my hands dirty, because that's how you grow. That's how you develop. You know, there's no, there's no, uh, there's not a place in success where you just arrive. It, it's a constant growth. It's a constant, like again, growing while you're, you know, you're learning and growing uh, while you're going. So, which I like that. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep saying that. So you should good. keep saying that. Yeah, you definitely should hit that, man. That's, that, that's a good phrase. <laughs> well, you've been in business for two years. I didn't know. I, I, I every time I see, which I'm. And this is probably why, because uh, I've seen your content, you know, I've seen your website and, you know, again, the other places we'll be even engaged with and, and you're, you're like, you're in your bag, you're well-versed, you're, you got, you visually, everything looks great. And the fact that you've done it for two years, just, I, I, I'm impressed because you, you're, you. you're putting out so much good content and information and helping people along the way. And, and it's and it just, it just looks phenomenal. So uh, thank you, Ray. I appreciate that. Yeah, I man. That. You know, yeah, it's been you know turned it into a business for the past two years, but I've been doing this for the past fifteen years. Right. You right. Know, speaking and and pouring into other people and, and pouring into other leaders for the past fifteen years. Yeah. So it's definitely been a life calling, and throughout the different stages of you know of of the pursuit of the vision and the dreams that I believe God has placed in my heart. And even if you're not a person of faith, the, the, the vision and the dreams that are in your heart, you know, I, I'm a firm believer and some people might disagree with this. Some people will tell you, you can't do everything. Right. 
And I and I agree to that. I, I agree to that with that statement to an extent, right? You can't do everything all at once. You really can't. Mm-hmm. But you can go after everything that's in your heart. Not at all, not all at once, but in in stages and at different seasons and times in your life. And the worst case scenario is that things don't work out, <laughs> right? There's right. always that risk that things are not going to work out. Right. But if they don't work out, the best thing that can happen is that you can learn, right? Again, if you make it a class, right? if you just go through things without really thinking about it, then yeah, you're wasting time. But the reality is it's never a waste of time if you evaluate what you've just been through, what you're going through, you know? So, yeah. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Man, that's awesome. And yeah, like you said, it's, yeah, formerly two years, but 15 years packaged, you know, into this format and you're just accelerating into this space. Um, you know, uh, 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 maybe a slight vulnerable question that I want to, I would love to hear from you is, you know, the challenges that you're facing by it now formalizing to the business. You mentioned that, you know, you're young in this, in the business world, you're, you're figuring these things out. What are some of the challenges that you often find yourself uh, when, while running this business? I mean, it's, when you're in business for yourself, man, you wear all the different hats, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> so you know, I've learned I, over the last few years, I've learned a lot. I mean, you know, I learned how to market. I learned just different things, hiring, hired a coach and um, different people have invested in myself, but it's still challenging in, in, in the sense that you're, you're, you're trying to generate income right but at the same time you want to stay focused on the things that brings you your your biggest fulfillment which is to it which is to talk to people which is to empower people and help people get those breakthroughs so there's that constant balance of okay let me focus on doing what i love to do which is to empower people but at the same time if i don't bring in revenue then there's not really a business so that that's one of the struggles and the other struggle if i'm honest and transparent with you is is being great and my wife has taught me this you know being graceful towards yourself mm-hmm. you know uh oftentimes as as business owners or entrepreneurs or or people who want to make an impact in the world influencers we 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 grind very hard and we don't celebrate the small wins you know, and my wife reminded me when we were pastoring, I would encourage our leaders, hey, celebrate the small wins. And she's like, hey, take that advice now, celebrate the small wins, right? <laughs> because it, because sometimes when we're in the middle of it, those small wins don't seem like much. Right. The reality is that anytime that you're taking steps forward, that's progress. Right. And so you have to celebrate those small wins or else you're burnt out and you feel like a failure because you're not getting the results of this big vision, right? So that's why I'm constantly applying this principle of, of the lead through method of, hey, where am I? What got me here? Where am I? What got me here? What is it that I want? Where am I? What got me here? What is it that I want? And again, there's other steps, but that, that's the key point of when you're driving on, on the road of life, you want to make sure that you know exactly where you are. And if you don't know where you are, it's called being lost, right? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And and it's okay. And it's okay to be lost once in a while, but you can't live life lost, right? You got to live intentionally. You got to live on purpose, going to a specific destination. And, and, And if you don't know, I would say 
call somebody, ask somebody, hire a coach like I did. You can call me, hire Ray, whatever. You know, hire someone who can give you perspective and who's really for you and in your corner who wants you to win. So that's what I would say. I love it, man. So uh, shout out to our significant others because I feel like <laughs> without our significant others, we could be in our heads often. And as you stated, like we'll miss out on some of those intentional moments where we could celebrate the small wins or be reminded of what's, what's, what's truly important and valuable and just persevere and pursue. So it's, that's awesome that, that your wife constantly tells you your own your advice. Uh, that's right. <laughs> I get that. I get that. Now, man, I, I am just, again, I'm, I'm hyped that we had the chance just to chat through this, you know, and for me just to hear you hear some of the stories and how you progressed and what you're continuing to progress towards uh, has been impactful for me, especially because I, I love hearing just the, the stories in which that fuel you and, and motivate you to keep continue to keep going. And then again, that is a servant mindset that you're not doing it to help other people get to their breakthrough elite as well. That's phenomenal. As we look ahead, because I know you're, you know, you're constantly asking yourself, where am I? You know, how did I get here? Where I want to go, right? Where, where do you want to go as you, as you're constantly in that reflective state, what does the next step step look like for you uh, with it, whether personally in your business or, or moving forward? What does that look like? Yeah. Um, well, personally, I, you know, I shared this, this, this cheesy, but it's, it's true of me. Um, and, and it's this concept of, you know, growing up, I didn't have my biological father in the picture. And for me, I think that leadership starts at home. I really do believe that. And like I said, you don't have do-overs in life. You, you, you get life, you, you can do life one time. So you're learning as you're going. But the point is, I want to each day become a better father, a better husband. That's the most important thing for me because I will lead the world or others and other leaders, which is my vision for, for my life. I want to lead other leaders. Um, you can only lead other people if you are leading yourself and your family. You know, I, I believe that. I really do believe that. Um, because the people in your home, they're the people who see you at your, at your worst. They're the people that, that see you without filters, um, without the Snapchat or Instagram and all those different things. Those are the people. And if you can be that same person at home that you are to the rest of the world, then you're winning. And so for me, what I say sounds cheesy because I want to, I want my daughter when she gets to be 18, 19, 20, 21, whatever, as long as I'm alive, I want her to be able to come to me as her father and say, dad, I love you. Thank you for instilling these values and principles in my life and, and wanting to be around my presence because she knows that when she leaves my presence, she will be refreshed. And so that is a personal vision of mine, one of the most important for me. And of course, to continue to empower leaders, to be a safe haven for leaders, you know, to really be a safe haven for leaders in a world where it can be cold and where so many people are just looking out for themselves. I want to be a place where leaders uh, where can go to um, and, and be refreshed as well. So that's yeah. some of the vision that I have. I love it. I love it. I, man, both, both camps, 
<laughs> I mean, obviously, obviously, all of it. <laughs> We're talking to you, but uh, but the but the at home piece, the, the 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 fathering element of it is is and you know that's that's truly important. And as much as a lot of us who want to be influential, impactful, have our names or you know not necessarily our names and lights, but just the impact that we want to give and have other people feel. Yeah, if you can't do that at home, you know, then then what's the point? What's it worth? And if, if right. memories that we're instilling within our, our children, the values, the principles that they are going to one day hope to carry forward one day, we want it to be full of integrity, full of of love, full of just just all kinds of um, purposeful values. And and yeah, like you said, leadership truly is necessary at home. And it's like, obviously, one of the best places to practice it because you mm. get a chance to go through the whole, everything, everything. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, you get to practice it. And, that, and that's the place where I believe you're, particularly if you have toddlers, where you're challenged the most. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for the day when our, when my, you know, my children especially get to a certain age, you know, in middle elementary, middle school, where they roll their eyes because their dad is on a whole another. It's on another. <laughs> All right, son, you need to know these yeah. principles, and I got you know charts and flow and frameworks and everything. And I, but but I'm excited for that moment because I know that they've heard it over and over, and, yeah. and hopefully you know that that seed is sown in their hearts and in their minds to then carry forward. And you're like, okay, now I know how to act in certain situations because I saw my dad do it, or he talked about it at home and. You know, feel well equipped to right. move forward, like you said, feel refreshed to go back out there into the world and and make an impact in that, in those spaces as well. So I I love the fact that that's on your mind and heart, um, the first and foremost, uh, you know, personally, and that's that's amazing, man. That's even a legacy. That's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. Amen. That's yeah. Awesome. yeah. So so you know, where can people find you? I mean, again, like I I would hope I know this that people are going to listen to this and they're going to be like, dang, you know what? I need a breakthrough myself, right? Like, I know there's some areas I want to grab, grab grasp. Uh, there's some goals I want to obtain, but the path of how to get there and what ways to get there, um, they listen to you. They like your vibe. They like what you're, what you're articulating as a resource. How can people get in touch with you to work with you? Yeah, they can go to my website at reachinghirenow.com. All one word, reachinghirenow.com. They can follow me on, on Instagram at reach higher now, um, or check out uh, a free resource, the Jose Vargas show and where you can put me in your ear, work out and, and, and hear some stories. So love it. I love it. Oh man. Okay. So with the Jose Vargas show real quick, you know, since we're both in the podcasting space, um, you say you, you jumped into it because you're like, Hey, you know what? Like I got to got to work this gift like I got something to say I want to put it out there and and go forth with it tell me a little bit more about what the like I'm also want to know what challenges you're facing in that space too but just <laughs> how how are you how is that show working for you like what it was it giving within you what type of life is it breeding um, by producing the Jose Vargas show yeah I think it's it's first of all, it's long overdue, I think, um, in my opinion, because I, I've been wanting to um, to have a, a, an, an outlet to be able to share some ideas and concepts with other leaders. When I was pastoring, 
uh, years ago, I was able to do it every Sunday, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it's a little different. So for me, it's it's just being able to to pour into another person and really share these values, these principles, um, and hopefully, and these stories, personal stories, to hopefully allow that individual that might be going through things. You know, right, one thing, for me, communication is so powerful. Mm. And that's why I love it so much, because for me, that's what helped transform my life. For me, that's what helped shape who I am and it's continuing to shape who I am because I'm consistently feeding my ear and feeding my heart and my mind voices of value, voices that will empower me, voices who will reinforce some of the things that I believe, voices who will challenge some of the things that I believe. And so for me, it's so important because of the impact that it had on me that I want to continue to be that for someone else. And that's what I strive to do at every episode, whether I'm interviewing and I, and I select the, the people that I'm interviewing um, carefully because I want them to have that heart to serve leaders as well. Because you never know where someone is. Someone today might be listening to us and they might be on top of that wall like I was when, when, they were in, when I was in the sixth grade. I don't want someone to climb up that wall and judge them and criticize them and make them feel small for being stuck. But I want them to, to find hope in that person, you know, in that voice and say, man, you gave me courage to come back down. You gave me courage to take this business to the next level. You gave me courage to take my leadership and not only at work, but take it to my house and make my home a better place to live. So that's what I hope. I hope that I will be able to be like that guy who came up to rescue me. I want to be able to help someone who may be stuck and say, hey, it's okay. We all been stuck. Let's come down together and let's go get that thing that you really want in life. I love it, man. That's awesome, man. Well, I, I appreciate the fact that you are, you know, you're giving your heart out in many ways, <laughs> but for the right reasons, for the reasons to help instill and empower the other leaders and next generation to go after what they want. Um, thank you for creating safe places and safe havens for leaders to thrive, develop and thrive and sharing your stories and sharing the ways that you, uh, what you've learned and what can be utilized to impact them in their next stages, man. Um, I'll definitely be dropping all of your uh, ways that we can find you, your show, and, and more ways to get in touch with you in the show notes. But um, yeah, this has been an empowerful, impacting, empowering conversation with you. And I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me today. Ray, thank you, man. I appreciate you. And thank you for letting me come on and, and share some of my story, man, and, and with your audience. So I appreciate that. Thank you.